Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey, welcome to another episode of the YouTube Now Back Row Fantasy Show with me, Bark, and to my left is Arms. Good morning. And to my right is Nit. Yeah. Who uh, literally ran 48 miles uh, to the show today. Oh, I got it. Five and a half. I just have to ask, Was were you walking out to get in your car and there was like a bear at the door and he's like, oh, I'm going to get you. No, it was a and- con- conscious decision. I made a conscious decision to run 5.45 miles. Two things I'm running from <laughs> in Ohio. A bear, pack of wolves. Everything else I'll take my chances with. It was really dark. Pack of wolves. It was dark and scary. Like, I'm fine with one wolf. Let's do this, wolf. <laughs> I'm just giving up an arm and we're going to town. A bear, it's got me. I mean, and a, and a pack of wolves. I mean, there's too many. It was fun. I'm not saying I could take a wolf. Let's just clarify that. But... Uh, I don't. I don't like to run. As I was running down a four lane highway I, in the dark, regretting I, every second. I wasn't sure if I was doing something illegal, so it was kind of exciting. I think you are doing something legal running down a highway. But I get in the grass every time a car would come by. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the jurisdiction there. Like, can can they? Can you jaywalk on a highway? I don't know what kind of human runs five miles to record a podcast. I, a dedicated one, Jeremy. I've, you know what? Call Guinness. It's a very specific record, but it the, might be a record. Okay, that's what I was getting ready to say. The beer or the World Book of Records? I would rather have the beer, but I think it's the same company, isn't it? Yeah. Guinness? Yeah. Yeah, P- I, mean, pretty I guess it makes sense. Pretty confident it is. I think that's how the, uh, the record book came about, was basically people at Guinness saying, you know what, over a beer. I wonder what the world record for this is, and they made a book. I love that book, by the way. It's a good book. Like, little tiny snippets of things you could care less about. Like, how many swords can, can one swallow? Well, it's 100% the most fascinating book of all time. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't get bored with it. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Have you opened, Have you heard of this, Barker? Yeah, I just don't think I've read it. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, I know what the Guinness World Book of Records have is. You, I know some things that are in it, but I don't know if I've ever had my hands on one oh, and I've, opened one. It's, it, they, they feel good in your hands. I'm such nice a nerd. Whenever I was younger, I would look forward to the new edition every year. And I, I, okay, I didn't I, I, I didn't just flip it. through it. I'm like, oh, oh man, is there is there a new world's tallest man? Nope, nope, still Robert Waldo. Hmm. Hey, you know who's Robert? Man. Like, we have a wide range of Guinness World Record uh, fans here. Yeah. Not super fan. I've heard about it and looked at it. And I know about it, but I've never touched the book. Listen, during the Scholastic Book Fair, it was 1A on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Calvin and Hobbes here, that, man. That, Calvin some and new Hobbes. pencils, you know, some, some erasers that didn't really erase anything. That was good. That was money. Yeah. They would, you'd order them in third grade and they would be delivered somewhere around your sophomore year of high school. <laughs> All about Calvin and Hobbes for me. <laughs> Dude, the kids go pick them up. Like, they bring home the wish list. The teachers are now putting how much money it is. By the way, apparently untaxed. And because uh, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm adding up the taxes and giving her the extra money. We get all the change back. I'm like, well, that's not right. I'm just mm. going to tell you right now. It was, it was uh, $14.98 worth of books here, and I gave you 17 bucks. So. Okay. That's the way that goes. And you come back and your mom's like, where's your change from the book fair? I freaking got none. 
Oh, it's because my kid got some erasers and you know, yeah. some pencils that break brought, immediately. Brought home that slap bracelet she did. that goes around the wrist. She did. <laughs> she did. Make you feel great. like a transformer. It's better than buying drugs with it. Well, I mean, slap bracelets do lead to drugs. They do. Oh, you mean you cut yourself once and you're like, I'm going to rub some crack in that. Hey, <laughs> listen, you just that mm. the reason it leads to drugs because you spend the rest of your life chasing that high. Of the Scholastic Book Fair in first and second grade. Yeah, and the slap bracelet. Like, there's just nothing like that sound. And the only thing you can get that sound from now is the old rubber band around the arm. Or 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 slap bracelet. Or a slap like bracelet. Those things still exist. Can you find them? Where are they at? I have one in my house. Where'd you get it? The Scholastic Book Fair. I've got a kindergartner. So it's basically an instant tourniquet? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Why is the U.S. Army not using these? Like, that, that's a great idea. But you know, bicep size slap bracelets, leg wound. Get out! Get out the thigh bracelets. Well, the problem is the thigh bracelets like that long, so you know, it's just carrying around a stick. I mean, how that just doesn't make sense. We're men. We carry sticks around every day. All right. Okay. A lot easier to keep the tube. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving the on. Tube. All right. So it's week ten. Uh, the season is uh, officially over half over, right, gentlemen? As of as of Thursday, over half over, yeah, over yes. half over. As of team, every team has played half their games or more. Yes, and uh, let's get right to it. One of the teams we talked about the other day, the Saints, acquired Des. Well, acquired, I guess, signed oh, yeah. Des Bryant. It's an acquisition. reportedly today. And uh, first, I want to know from you guys. Do you want him on your fantasy team? And what's it do for the Saints, real quick, before we go full fantasy? It's the best. He's now has the best quarterback he's ever played with. Okay, and it it's oh yeah. You, no, you're, he, you're really getting ready to argue no, with no, me no, that no, Tony no, Romo no, no, is comparable. No, 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 no. He he does. He has the best quarterback he's ever played with. But he's not. Romo he, was really good. So I mean, we've still seen him play with a good quarterback. But this should definitely be. He won't draw any of the the uh, number one coverage. Like if if a team thinks that Dez is the biggest threat on that team, they're delusional. And with a great running back uh, tandem behind, like Dez could have a really good last half of the year. I I don't see him much more. I mean, doing much more than like a Willie Sneed agree. number. So like just just about ten fantasy points a week. I I agree. It's the best right. quarterback he's had, but it's the first time he's never been a number two. And, and really, in this offense, everyone wants to look at Drew Brees in this offense and still think it's like the four years ago Drew Brees. Like, they're committed to the run game. This is going to be the fourth, fourth, no, the third, third option in the passing game behind Kamara and Michael Thomas. So Not a bad place to be. No, New I, Orleans' third option. That, that's. But if you're if you're in need of a wide receiver and acquire him on waivers, acquire him uh, out of that, uh, all free, out of free agency fantasy wise, I mean. Low-end wide receiver three is my high-end for him, really. See, so, like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I'm not going to bank on him doing a whole lot and leading me to a championship. But then again, he could make a playoff run for a team that's just solid everywhere else, weak at wide receiver. He has – he's great. He's going to be a, a very boom-bust flex play. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's how what I picked him up for, basically. I, I picked him up when the rumor started with the Saints. I'm it, like, you know what? I'm going to throw in a waiver request. Why it not? is possible that he's a low-end wide receiver three. It's possible. I mean, I, on the Saints. I, if, I he went any, if he went like to 28 other teams, I'd say no. 
But the Saints, it is possible that he's wide receiver. In that league, I I picked him up so I could possibly put him in maybe towards the end of the season for Golden Tate, depending on how he looks. Because we don't know what Golden Tate's new situation is. And I just traded uh, Valdez Scantling for Kirk Cousins. Marquez! Marquez Valdez Scanley. I traded him for Kirk Cousins because I needed a quarterback desperately. Uh, I got Stafford, it. You traded that straight up. Going back to the future. You'll die at the end of my sword. Well, I've got Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham Jr. and Golden Tate. Like Van, or Valdez Scantling was not going to play. Yeah, but I maybe, mean, maybe, 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 and it's it's a non-keeper, by the way. That's a heck of a trade. Indeed. I'm just giving you props, man. Nice job turning in uh, MVS to Kirk Cousins. Props to you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, based on team need. But, Mo- most leagues, I'd probably kept Scantling. Yeah. I, I, I I, Scantling. Back to Des, though. I mean, at, at worst, if you got him, trade bait him or something like that. You know, I mean, big name still. I mean, a lot of people might believe in this, uh, believe he might be more of a wide receiver team. He might be able to package deals and upgrade at the very least. So that, That's the hardest. There's two people in this league that trade, and it, it's the hardest league I've ever dealt with with trading. I mean, our league, we've got. What eight people that just won't trade unless they're ripping you completely off? Minimum of eight. I mean, it, it's it's rough in our league, but this one it's a uh, it's non PPR, non keeper, and like there's a premium on running backs, quarterbacks. The you know the fifty point games that uh, Mahomes is putting up, they were like forty some in that league. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So what's this mean for the Saints going back to football from fantasy to just football? I mean, they're a better team. But were they the best team in the league coming off the win against the the Rams? Certainly debatable. Certainly to be in the top three conversation. I mean, yeah. I, I think it I don't took give the, it to them yet because of the defense. Yeah, but debatable. I mean, they're in the conversation for sure. They can score. They can control clock with anyone. They can they can score on anyone. Like I I really I really like the Saints before Des Bryant. I think it's I I, I hope he's going to bring less of an ego that he's had in the past but i think this is the the environment to settle him down and sitting out half a season he goes man this this might humbled this might be my last chance in the league you know i I don't know the contract details on that was it just through the end of the year i haven't seen i think it's one year yeah it's this year now i think i think for the saints move i think what this was is so you look at uh the rams they're about to get to lead back okay so we they've been pretty torched, you know, by at least one receiver per game. And if you put it to leave on uh, on Michael Thomas, whenever he comes back, if that becomes, you know, if he reaches his own old form and can slow down Thomas, uh, Marcus Peters has been getting just blown away. I mean, people are just abusing that Rams' pass defense. So that we thought it was ma- going to be so good, but maybe, it's because Talib's down. Yeah, so. maybe the move here is that now we've got someone who's a definite, viable, game-breaking number two receiver. Yeah. So that they, when they rematch up again, there say say these two teams match up again in the NFC championship, championship you know, with with the Rams at full strength, you're still going to have you know, a Dez on the second the second corner. Yeah. And, and Michael Thomas can do what he does against Tlaib, and that'll be a nice little battle. So Exactly. Both teams kind of get reloaded here. Yes. Yeah. And not to mention, I mean, this is – Dez gets a shot at a ring. And, I mean, it's a great signing for everybody. Fully healthy. Like, he's got no nicky-knack banged-up injuries. He's got, what, there six games to play, seven games to play for him? Dude, yeah. if, if he does anything, if he does anything, 
anything out of the ordinary to cause disruption in that locker room, they should just cut him. Oh, oh yeah, they will. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think you're right in him being humbled and, and ha- are realizing he has a shot at the ring. Yeah, Play keep, hard. Keep your head on for possibly 10 games. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your head on straight through the rest of the regular season and through the playoffs. And you might come out of this with a ring, show teams you still got something in the tank, and sign with another contender next year for another ring, possibly. Uh, be a perfect scenario for him, which is unlikely, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. So the, the future's in front of us. The, the next, the other big thing that happened, Le'Veon Bell spotted in Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay. finally. Bear, he, he said, farewell to Miami. What's, 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 little what's, one of these, little spirit fingers, like, farewell Miami. Thanks for my extended vacation. Here I am like, please stay in Miami and play for Miami and give us something to be excited about. Not going to happen. So what's this do for if Le'Veon Bell, let's say he returns to play next week. What's this that? week? Well, week 10. No, he's not going to play this week. Right. There's just no way. No. He still hasn't reported to the team. But let's say that he comes back week 11 against the Jaguars. What's that do to James Conner? You know, you know where I've been on this. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is the best running back in the league, has been for a few years now. But what, I, I don't, what has James Conner done wrong, though? That, I mean, that, that, that's where I'm that on that. I'm on that. I'm on that bandwagon. I, that's where I was going with that. Like, I, I, I don't know what you do. I, 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 yeah. I don't know what you do. Yeah. It's going to be a weird locker room environment. Um, you, you, you got a two-headed monster. That's all I can say. I, I mean, think, I think all. I think our. Uh, our com- our combined collected opinion on this should just be justifiable in that we have no idea what they're going to do. <laughs> Lev may not want to hurt himself, so he may not want to play. He may want to showcase himself for teams. Pittsburgh may want to sit him because of what he's done. Pittsburgh may forgive him and give him the rock 20 times. There's so many scenarios, and there really is not one that stands out amongst the others. I'm just As interested the- to see what happens. You can make an argument for or against any of the arguments. Of so, yeah. I, I mean, it's one of the weirdest situations that we've seen, if not the weirdest thing. Yeah. Just because the Steelers are, are in prime position to make the run at this at this division title, and but but it's they could do it with James Conner. But then again, are you getting better with Lev? Oh, you could Probably, definitely do it with yeah, both. I mean, like I, I feel like you are, but. If, as of right now, James Conner has matched Le'Veon Bell's career high in rushing touchdowns. Right now. Hey, I, we're, no. we're, we're going yeah, in. Yeah, it's week nine. The highest Le'Veon Bell's ever had before is nine rushing touchdowns. And now, again, he's not getting it done in the air. Yardage-wise and reception-wise, he is, but he's not getting the touchdowns in the air that Le'Veon used to get. Man, it'd be, it'd be scary if they went James Conner, like committed to a James Conner in the in the workhorse role yeah. and then brought in Lev for third downs. Oh are you kidding God. me? Give me some eye formation. Like, uh, yeah, Give just, me some eye formation. Hey, dude, uh, uh, running back on both sides of the quarterback, let's yeah. do this. Give me that. On your right. third and mediums, third and long. On longs, every play. Or, uh, dude, it, 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 listen, three li- wide. Uh, in the backfield, yeah. Lev, Conner, and then you look forward – Juju, Antonio Brown, that's terrifying. Good line. I mean, dude, the the Steelers have an opportunity to turn this weird, funky, negative situation into something that is absolutely scary. Unheard of. Unheard of. Just absolutely this could be an elite the elite, the premier offense in the league. We might and look- I, that's standing up against, you know, the Saints and their running passing attack. 
Mahomes and them and company out in Kansas City. Might be the most dominant duo since what, Larry Johnson and Jamal Charles whenever they played together. Um, I think Larry Johnson and Priest Holmes played together for a minute. But going even further back, a, a scarier duo was Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. This is scarier than that. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I'm, if, I'm they play, no, I, if they play their cards right. Yeah, I, I think – as as much of a Steelers hater as I am, being a somewhat Bengals fan, I I, I kind of hope they get it right. I mean, I, it it would be a it would be nice to see them take turn a, a negative situation into something no we haven't seen since Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson. I mean, it, it'd be it'd be awesome. It would turn the league up on its head. There is no there is no better running back duo than the possibility of that running back duo anywhere in the league. I mean, you could make the argument of Kamara and Ingram, but Ingram hasn't looked that great this year. Yeah, but why 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 just put James Conner on the bench? Uh, I'm 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 past everything. I, all my rants over it. You can't like I'm past it. I get it. You just they can commit to the two guys in the backfield at the same time, or James Conner early, and Le'Veon Bell is the most terrifying third down back anyone's ever seen. It is. Now, for the sake of us trying to do our start sit episode, and then possibly trying to squeeze in a uh, grade, grade the, the trade, trade, which we would love to do, but that that is going to it. We're going to try it. So let's just. The not so obvious plays of the week, brother. All right, there you go. The Hulkster is back, and let's dive right in, knock these out, do another episode, and give Fantasyland all kinds of goodness for Week Ten. Dude, I got some heat over here. Bring the heat. Compliments. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing like your YouTube heat from the last <laughs> episode, right? Right. Okay, bring the heat. All right, dude, my my hit of the week, I'm going to stay with Baker Mayfield, man. I, I, I like what he's done. I like their progression, getting rid of Hugh, uh, loosening up the offense a li- little bit, going up against an Atlanta d- uh, defense that's giving up a ton of yardage in the air. I I I like Baker Mayfield as my hit of the week, man, coming up out of the, the, the bottom half of NFL starting quarterbacks and, and challenging the top ten. I think he can have a good game on the ground and throw for 250 yards and a couple touchdowns. Play Baker Mayfield if you if you don't have another option. I'm going to stay in Ohio on my uh, quarterback not-so-obvious start of the week. Give me some Andy Dalton this week. I know that A.J. Green could be out, but they're facing a Saints team that we just talked about lacking the one thing in its defense. They let teams score. Tyler Boyd is good enough to fill that number one role this week. John Ross, if he plays, is good enough to burn somebody for one deep ball. And John <laughs> get carried away. I'll take somebody else, just not John Ross. And listen, if Uzama they, ain't bad, I don't know exactly who they would throw into that lineup. But Josh Malone could be a sneaky See, DFS play. I'm going to go with Josh Malone over John Ross because I John Ross is just hot garbage. Like, when he plays, he is a threat to score. He showed something this season. I'm not saying start him in fantasy. He's not a sleeper of mine this week or anything. But like. For the Bengals, for Dalton to be successful, a guy that could stretch field, take stretch a safety, field, take a safety exactly. out of the play. I'm not saying John Ross is going to score. I'm not saying he's even going to catch a ball. But with him on the field, you have to account for that speed. And Tyler Boyd and Josh Malone, and maybe even Uzoma to that effect, could have a big game, and Dalton could have a big game. I'm with you real quick on the John Ross thing. There's value to a guy who can go up the field and at worst take one guy out of the play and you play 10 on 10 uh, behind him. At best, take a safety and the corner out of the play. 
isolate isolate two players. Now you're playing uh, playing with house money. You're playing a player up on the inside of the offense. So I mean, John Ross does bring a little bit of an element to that offense. Just not a fantasy threat. He's fast. Eyes. The problem with John Ross is if you, if you played him, you could end up with two touchdowns or zero points. Oh yeah. Or negative points. Like th- th- those are your options. You're not going to get you know ten receptions for 120 yards and a touchdown. You're going to get a touchdown or nothing. So um, my not so obvious start this week is actually going to be Alex Smith. Uh, kind of the same way that the Saints get torched. You know, so do the Bucks, but worse than anybody. They've allowed 22 passing touchdowns so far this year. Didn't we say somebody was going to take the the quarterback against the Bucks every single week or tight, tight end or maybe we'll, every we'll, skill we'll, position? Quite possibly. But um, Alex Smith, mobile, the defense is reeling, obviously, for various reasons, and it just got worse down there in uh, Tampa Bay with the loss of Quan, Quan Alexander. So give me Alex Smith to uh, you know build a little bit more of that connection with Josh, Josh Dotson and um, get a couple touchdowns this week. Yeah. Moving over to the sits, the not-so-obvious sit of the week. I'm going to go Carson Wentz here going up against Dallas. I know Dallas isn't a good team collectively, but they do have a good defense, very active linebacking core, good good secondary. I'm going to go ahead and sit Carson Wentz if I have another option. They're, what, giving up uh, giving up like eight passing touchdowns on the season? Wentz has allowed ten total pa- – or excuse me, the uh, Cowboys. The Cowboys have allowed ten total passing touchdowns so far this season. Through nine games. Yeah. Through eight, eight or nine games. So, I mean, they're, they're only averaging giving up one passing touchdown per game. Uh, trying to install Golden Tate in this offense. Who knows uh, if, if they're going to force feed him to the tune of canceling out some of the better options they have in Alshon and Ertz. I think it's just going to be a weird game for Philadelphia. And Dallas is kind of – they're playing inspired football on the defensive side. Yeah. They're just getting no production from Dak Prescott and that offense. So I, I expect Dallas to come out and be on fire on defense. Wentz and company having a, kind of an off day – to say the least, I'm, I'm sitting Carson Wentz if I have a better option, if I have a different legitimate option at quarterback. Give me uh, give me a running back start of the week there, Nit. Or hit, right. as you like to call it. You want to get, So we're going through the hits? Well, yeah, I've got a good right. sounder for our sits. Oh, yeah, my bad. The Macho Man needs his time on the air. I was so excited, man. I was so excited. I, but I'm actually excited about my hit of the week at, at, at running back. I'm going off, not completely off the wall, but I think Tariq Cohen is just going to have a monstrosity of the game against Detroit in their, their uh, putrid thought about it once monstrosity can be construed two ways yeah monstrosity could be, be great could be <laughs> disastrous true maybe he's going to be my sid of the week too all right having a monstrosity of a game i like but it i think he's going to have an, an awesome you game can never be wrong with that yeah thinking. thank you i'm going to read cohen though uh just based on involvement in the passing game i think they're going to make a a calculated effort to get him the football in space against this weak linebacking core this weak secondary they're just going to create ways to get the ball in his hands fly sweeps uh screens split him out wide throw him quick passes Tariq Cohen I got him like seven receptions 75 yards getting the end zone chip in some more yardage on the ground so far so good no double picks arms hopefully I don't screw you on this one but uh Matt Bereda is going to be my not so obvious start of the week here he has not had a big game in quite a while, and he gets the atrocious New York Giants this week. Raheem Mostert is out for the season. Uh, Alfred Morris has shown he does nothing. Nothing. Matt Bereda is probably going to get the 
lion's share of the carries, even though you don't play for carry-ons lions. He's going to get the lion's share of the carries in San Francisco against a really bad team and uh, a, a team that Nick Mullins might be able to get up on very quickly. <laughs> Again? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> they they uh, might. I mean, they just embarrassed the Raiders under uh, the cannon that Nick Mullins has. Absolutely. But I, I look for Breda to have uh, one on the ground and one in the air touchdown-wise this week. And shout out real quick to the Dynasty Dads podcast that just released an episode. And the title of that episode is, What is a Nick Mullins? <laughs> Good title. But yeah, Matt Breda is my guy this week. Running back, not so obvious start. The the question mark you have with Breda. Um, A lot of mostly. It's his health. Yep. He, he's banged up going into, you know, the Friday practice every week. And it's questionable. Like, is he going to play? What, you know, how's he going to be? Now, the big thing, the big plus back how's to his side is be? Mostert was looking about like must start or he must start not most dirt oh because lay on words Look at he that. was you put, you put a little mustard on that one. he was the <laughs> he was the better running back there but now that he's hurt and out for the season i mean they've got to give it to Breda. they have to do you think that little caesar's pizza the cheesy better mostest thing is named after mostert no okay. i i'd almost guarantee not okay. but i'm not gonna put it by you okay so who you got who, who's your hit listen Tevin Coleman, I don't buy that he's the great running back that he looked like last week. He had 156 yards, two touchdowns. But I do believe in but. bad I do believe in bad defenses. And the Browns have the worst rushing defense in the league. They've allowed 12 touchdowns on the ground so far this year. That's that's a lot. That's league tops. So, so give me some uh Tevin Coleman to have a, a similar week to what he had last week and um and just destroy the Browns on the ground. Rounds on the ground. Give me, give me some wide receiver love, Nit. Not so obvious start for Nit. Cue up your MVS thing. Oh man, I don't know where that's at. Marcus. My, oh, you just want it. You just, just want it. Just say it for I me. I guess I'm that talented. Weighing in at 225 pounds, topping out at six foot five inches. <laughs> Marcus. Valdez. A scandal. Scandaling. You will die by the hand of my sword. I love that part. I'm sorry. Mix. <laughs> I, just, I know. Like going so back stupid, to uh, you uh, die by the end of a song. Uh, I don't know. That's Julius, a, Julius Scott, you are on IR earlier in the off season. I told you you would die by the end of my song. <laughs> Dude, I'm going. I'm going MVS. Uh, I, I'm going to start calling him MVS. He it's like need, a pharmacy. He need, <laughs> He needs a nickname, but uh, the guy's done nothing but be a lethal downfield option for Aaron Rodgers. And at this point, going up against Miami, let's just go ahead and say going up against Miami, don't necessarily believe in that defense as much as I did early. But what I want to say, even more than going up against Miami's secondary. That defense stinks. Yeah. going up, The reason I'm playing Marquez Valdez scandal is because a, a, a desperate Aaron Rodgers is the most scary Aaron Rodgers. You see it at the ends of games. Whenever they're down, he makes plays. I think the ball is going to go to Devontae Adams still, but they're going to for he's going to Marquez Valdez Scantling is going to get more looks, more targets this game instead of having his three or four receptions for a hundred yards. I think he's going to have five or six receptions, hundred fifty yards, getting the end zone. Really, really, really like Marquez Valdez Scantling this week. If I had one of those golden buzzards, buzzers. From like America's Got Talent or whatever show that is, you saying Aaron Rodgers in a desperation game going to light it up? Boom! Gold confetti. That's a fantastic call. They have the the Packers have to have this game. It goes without saying. They're 
they know they can own this game, and I think they're going to come out and absolutely blow out the Miami Dolphins through the air. Okay. In support of your statement, Valdez Scantling, in the last four games, when he doesn't reach 100 yards, he does get in the end zone. Yeah. So, I mean, you get 100 yards or a touchdown. He's more than likely to give it to you one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to get you get you home one way or the other. So oh, He's going to take you all the way home. Take me home tonight. Oh, also, Geronimo Allison out indefinitely. Yeah, so, that, that moves him into the number the solidified number two role. Hey, thank you, Arms. Hey. I, I did forget to say that. Yes, I would for the year, right? I don't yeah. think he – is he out for the year? He's well, out for the year. I know he's out core, indefinitely. Core injury. Okay. And, and again, you know, not just Valdez Scantling. Keep an eye on uh, Equinemis – St. Brown. Keep an eye on him. He could be a cheap DFS flyer. Could be that guy that's like three for 50 every week. That you run out of money and he's your option. Never know. I feel like Valdez Scantling is going to be cheap. I haven't checked the price on him yet, though. Maybe for another week. Yeah. But my not-so-obvious start of the week, a wide receiver. I've picked on this team all season long as far as their passing defense goes. Pittsburgh's passing defense, still atrocious. Uh, The Panthers are a good team. Cam has looked like a very good quarterback this year, like he's shown he can do in the past. 42 points last week. Yes, and the rookie wide receivers are starting to come on a little bit. Curtis Samuel was a second-year guy. I just want you to know that. (laughs) DJ Moore this week. I think you can start DJ Moore safely. I think DJ Moore is a guy that if you are on the fence with some guys that have underperformed that started the season out hot, I'm going to go as far to say Keenan Allen – Versus DJ Moore? No. Okay, I won't do it. But no, DJ Moore, I think you can. You I think you can start him. I think you can play him at the flex easily. And I think if you're weak at wide receiver, you can put him in as a wide receiver three this week. I think DJ Moore is going to have his best game as a pro. Chalk it up. I agree with that. I mean, what get sixty yards? Oh, I guess he got ninety two weeks ago. Sorry, I forgot that Curtis Samuels on that. Team. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying they're, a, they're all what a electric. <laughs> he is electric. They're so interchangeable. Like they're just the same guy running different routes. Electric <laughs> Curtis. So the Rams this year have got torched by Jared Cook, 180 yards week one. Mike Williams a few weeks later for 81 and two touchdowns. Adam Thielen for 135 yards and touchdown. Diggs same game, 123 yards. Uh, Ricardo Lockett and David Moore. Lockett had ninety or ninety eight and a touchdown. David Moore had two touchdowns that game. Emmanuel Sanders had one hundred fifteen and a touchdown. Would George, you just give us your George hit? Kittle has ninety eight and a touchdown. Yeah, what, what Devontae Adams has one hundred thirty three yards. And Michael Thomas embarrassed them last week. Somebody's using our free subscription to Stat Route. <laughs> Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, I think, only has one touchdown so far on the year. Or, excuse me, no touchdown so far on yeah, the year. He hasn't got an end zone yet. This is the week because you, you, you got to the point with Doug Baldwin, you've been sitting him because he's done nothing for you. Now's the week that he gets back over that uh, triple-digit threshold. He's going to break 100 this week, possibly get into the end zone. Love it. Love it. I've been waiting for Dougie Fresh to get healthy and break out. They need him. Go get it. I mean, he. this is his opportunity to have his big game. Uh, and, uh, hey, I like. I've, I've always been a Doug Baldwin fan. It's time for him to get on track. I believe it's going to happen this week, also. A couple guys just to keep an eye on. Not saying that I wouldn't take any of these guys over Baldwin, but Cooper. The Eagles have allowed the sixth most sixth most yards to wide receivers this year, and uh, Josh Dotson just getting a little bit more uh, trust built up with Alex Smith. He's not. I'm not ready to start him yet, but it's bit. getting it's getting there. If you're getting desperate and you're uh, you've got a bye week. Let's uh let's knock out these tight ends, not so obvious starts of the week, and run through our uh, our sits and do a grade the trade. All right, 
Can't, uh, my tight end going to be Jordan Reed going up against that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense that just lets people run free in the secondary. Alex Smith, hit, your hit of the week at quarterback. I think a lot of his success is going to go through Jordan Reed, the interior passing game. Dink, dunk, Alex Smith, a lot of completions. Two, a lot of them going to Jordan Reed. Go ahead and play him with confidence. He's been a guy who's been floating around, been fairly consistent a weak, consistent tight end. I think this is a week to have a big game, get to 20 points or so. Hopefully, if you have Jordan Reed, you did get Vernon Davis because Reed's a little bit nicked up. One of them's going to have a big game, though. And if, if Reed's playing, it's going to be Reed. I'm going way left field on this one. So the Patriots are uh, they are good. The Patriots are really good. And I'm not going to say Gronk. No, I know. Am I taking your guy? Yeah, you are. How in the world go could ahead, you? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and say Johnny Smith. Janu. Janu. Janu Smith actually had a, uh, I'm not going to say a decent game. He didn't do much, but he finally did something last week for the Titans, and they're going to be behind the whole game. And this will help us get through these quicker. You just agree with no, me? I've got, I've got an up and down guy that I'm going to play. Fine. John U. Smith, uh, I think this is the week that he at least gets in the end zone and at least gives you a 10-point game. Here we go again in the tight end landscape. That's good enough to start. Probably a top 10 finish if you get a touchdown out of your tight end. The three worst, Pretty much. The three worst defenses against tight end, Tampa Bay, the Pats, and Carolina. Give me John U. I'm going to go uh, this week with uh, the outlaw, Jesse James. I think, not Vance McDonald. You know, I had Vance McDonald, and I, I, li- I had him wrote down. I literally just changed it. Um, he's He's got a little bit more action last few weeks. I, I do like Jesse James. Jesse. Jesse James. All right. Well, that was, that was wonderful and quick. Quick hits this week. Oh, yeah. It's not so obvious. Sits of the week. Thanks, Macho Man. We highly appreciate that. Nick, you've already gave us your quarterback. It's Wentz. You want to run through all of yours? All all, all of Wentz again? or Just, just all? your whole sits of the week. All right. Wentz at quarterback. TJ Yeldon slash Fournette. Fournette's going to be back. I don't believe in anything that's going to happen there uh, with, against Tennessee. A very good run defense. And we kind of alluded to it. Uh, well, not really alluded to it. I, I'm kind of a believer in what Tennessee's doing and controlling clock. Uh, trying to slow down the game. We'll get the clock going, but slowing down the game on the offensive side. Uh, not a whole lot going on for the Jacksonville Jaguars run game. No TJ Yeldon, no uh, Leonard Fournette if he's back. Wide receiver going to stay away from Galladay. Hot name of late going up against the Bears. The problem is the Bears pressure the quarterback. That line hasn't been good. I think it's going to be a struggle without Golden Tate also. We're going to see what Galladay can do in a number one role. And I, don't, I think it's going to be a learning – the learning curve is going to speed up on him a little well, bit. He's going to be drawing the best coverage now. They, they can shade to him a little bit versus uh, Marvin Jones. And it take, they took away one of the options. Like one of the main coverage options is now gone with Golden yeah. Tate being out of there. As much as I like Galladay, I'm not I'm not uh, indicting him or, or crucifying him. I'm just saying this is a bad game for him. It, 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 adjust, the adjustment on his part to number one coverage plus a, a – to, to me, the Bears have the best pass rush, the front best front seven in football. I think uh, Matt Stafford's going to be harassed all day. My tight end to sit, still Gronk, even if he plays finally, going up against that Tennessee defense. 
Do I have Tennessee? I don't know. Maybe I said Yeldon versus Tennessee. Anyway, I know Gronk's going up against Tennessee. Byers going to be all over him. Uh, Byers one of my favorite uh, tight end coverage safeties. Why did I say TJ Yeldon against Tennessee? I don't know. TJ, back to the TJ Yeldon, Leonard Fournette thing. Don't know who's going to play. There. Yeah. That's why I'm sitting him. Yeldon plays uh, Colts. And, and Fournette, Fournette's scary anyways. Like you, you start him, he goes out midway through the first quarter. He just it just hurts. I'm not starting it's, Fournette it's, until he shows me a couple games in a row that he's going to stay. It's on a the crowded field. backfield now. Crowded backfield and because if he true. start if he looks slow, they're just going to put in hide and play Yeldon the way they've been playing him. Yeah. Like there's not there's too many mouths to feed in the backfield. Same way with their receiving. All board. good backs. Yeah, they're all good backs. They are all decent fantasy backs. Whenever they're given the opportunity, it's just now it's going to be a kind of confusion there. We know what's going on with the passing game. In my bad, going up and, against the and Colts. All of them the are Colts are getting guys. Yeah, Colts have a good linebacking core too. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the confusion there. All good. Maybe go too fast. Did you get your tight end? Did you do your tight end? Yeah, Gronk. That's where okay. Gronk, Gronk against Tennessee. I love Kevin Byard and what they're doing. And again, Gronk's another one of those guys, kind of like Fournette. He gets he gets tweaked a little bit. He's probably coming off the field because that offense is just as good w- without Gronk as they are with him for the first time in a very long time. Warms. Well, just so I know how much time I'm going to have, I'm going to let your stat spew and ass go ahead. <laughs> So, sorry Curtis Samuel this week all right I'm sitting uh, luck versus the Jaguars uh they've only allowed nine passing touchdowns quarterback so far this year um just a there's no receivers to beat the defensive backs the Jaguars have so steering away from luck even though he's pretty much kept you afloat for the mo- uh, biggest part of the year I'm sitting all lines running backs I don't care which one you've got there's not going to be a touchdown vulture there's not going to be anyone getting any action out of the backfield yeah, Carrion Johnson was the main name here, but the Bears still have not, to date, still have not allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back this year, and the uh, fourth fewest yards allowed. Um, as far as wide receiver, I'm going to go with Alshon. Um, the mm-hmm. reason being, Dallas has only allowed six passing touchdowns to wide receivers this year, and Dallas wants to control the clock. That's the biggest thing with him. They're going to try to establish with Zeke. Shorten the game, let the clock run. Scramble a little bit with Dak. I mean, the the game's going to be as short as humanly possible, and that's the reason the addition of uh, Golden Tate, try to get him a few of the targets, it maybe would have went to Alshon. I think he plays more of an Aguilar-type role, but you know, you take one or two away from Alshon, one or two away from Aguilar, and both of them become a little bit less relevant. And that's that's what I was going back to Wentz on. Just there's, It's going to be a weird game for that Philadelphia offense trying to install Golden Tate. I, I agree with Alshon, even being an Alshon fan. And uh, I agree 100% with Gronk. Uh, the Titans have still not, to date, allowed a uh, touchdown to a tight end. They have faced Ertz, they have faced Vance McDonald, Charles Clay, and Kyle Rudolph. No touchdowns to, to tight ends. Kudos. Kudos to that. Again, that comes back to Byron and that linebacking core covering yep. them up, taking them out of the play. You doing any? Yes. Uh, my not so obvious of the week quarterback, Stafford. You mentioned Galladay. Stafford is, it, it's just not going to be uh, a good game for him. He took away the safety blockers. The Bears. Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry, the Bears. Playing against the Bears, it's, it's just not going to happen this week. Carrion's not going to have a good game. Galladay's not going to have a good game. Marvin Jones may be a bright spot because they do have to pass for some yards. Uh, but Stafford, definitely a guy that I'm sitting for a Nick Mullins or maybe even a Josh McCown who's starting for the Jets this week. Oh, Lord. I just, I just don't trust Stafford this week. Lord of mercy. I don't trust him at all. Lord of mercy. Running back-wise, uh, Marlon Mack is sitting for me this week. I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to buy stock in the Jags defense for the second half of the season. Marlon Max looked great for a couple games in a row. This is the point where he gets knocked down a peg. He'll come back from it, but he's not going to toast the Jaguars defense this week. And, and if they're bottom up in the first half, they're not afraid to give the ball to Naeem Hines. Yeah, I was not about to all. ask that. Naeem Hines could end up being your top fantasy back on the Colts this week. So weird situation there too. Yes. Um, wide receiver. Kansas City plays the Cardinals. Kareem Hunt's going to have himself a day. Feast. Kansas City's not going to have to throw the ball that much. They may anyways, because they don't like to take the brakes off, or put the brakes on, I should say. Uh, but Sammy Watkins has been good enough to start all season long. I think this is a situation where you sit him. I think it's going to be a run-heavy game uh, on the Chiefs' side after halftime. So I'm sitting Sammy. I almost said to sit Mahomes, because Mahomes struggles against elite corners. You cannot I, I didn't, sit Mahomes. But, like, it, that is... So, the uh, Cardinals have a really good pass defense, mostly because you can run all over them. Talking crazy, boy. Talking crazy. Just look at the two two games that he's won against elite corners. Denver and Jag- the Jaguars threw one passing touchdown. I agree he could have his worst fantasy day as a quarterback this year and still be startable. Oh, yeah. Tight end, sick gronk. Even if he does come back, I don't Three trust way. that. I don't trust the health at all. Three-way on Gronk. Gronk. Not even a little he's bit. He's going to go for two touchdowns and 150 yards. In a By the way, when, with your comment on Hunt, Hunt is your pay. The, I don't care how much it costs in DFS. Pay that for Hunt. Pay that dude. The, pay for him. the Cardinals, until uh, Connor torched the Browns last week, the Cardinals were the worst rush defense in the league. Huh. The only reason they didn't huh. get get worse is because there was a bye week. Talking about <laughs> stack guy. Stack guy. Stack guy. So angry. <laughs> Not angry. No. He's happy. That arms his happy face. Uh, yeah, this is a smile. Yeah. <laughs> It's so. It's Stop not looking at me. It's not intimidating, but it's not comfortable. <laughs> it's not, it's it is, definitely it not, not comfortable. Not comfortable at all. Let's wrap this one up. Not so obvious starts of the week. Week ten. Look at us giving you a forty-two a, minute episode. Dude, I've got a few defensive guys. You better blow through them. IDP hits of the. Let's just go hits of the week right now. I got a couple to toss in. I ain't going to say a lot about them. Nice. Jo- Jordan Poyer, the only guy who likes to throw to the other team more than Sam Darnold, is Nate Peterman. All right, so that, <laughs> bingo, bango, Jordan Poyer. So Jordan Eight. Poyer uh, started on the defensive line. Give me DeForest Buckner. The, I'm telling you right Jenny. now, the, the Giants' offensive line would be better if there were literally road cones there because they DeForest might Buckner. they might trip over the road cones. The defensive line might trip over the road cones. Uh, Buckner might get two sacks. He's already got five and a half My on the year. Always said life is like a box of sacks. Eli's <laughs> been sacked thirty-one times, three sacks a game. Life is like a box. He gonna get that. You got a linebacker? You want me to throw one? Linebacker. You, a lot of people probably miss this, but KJ Wright just came back off injury. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, KJ. Yeah. Anyway, he's good. K- when KJ he's on Wright, the field. and he's back to KJ Wright. He's number eighteen overall linebacker the last two weeks. Yeah. My hits of the week are going to be, hey, a little talk about Joey Bosa. Just monitor the situation. He's just doing like individual drills, doing some cut drills, stuff like that. If he does play, I expect him to be productive right away against Derek Carr. Derek Carr's been sackable. I'm I'm not saying he is. He's still very questionable. 
Uh, my hit of the week at linebacker going to be Levante David against AP and the Washington Redskins. To me, I think they established the run. Levante David's going to be there to eat up tackles. Already talked about Byard against Gronk. Byard's going to eat him up, man. Also, he's been hot. Finally got his inter- – I think his first interception this past week, but led the league last year. Kevin he's Byers, also throwing a touchdown this year. So yeah, Kevin, that, that could be in play. <laughs> Kevin Byard's a very good safety. He's my hit of the week there. Um, I've got, Only because he beat me last week. I've got he did. A, I've got a couple sits. Jesse Bates, right now he's the number four overall year-to-date safety. But this is not a matchup with Michael Thomas. This is not a matchup with Alvin Kamara. And Drew Brees has only thrown one interception this year. I know he's decent in run support, but he's they're not going to keep feeding it to uh, Mark Ingram. It, they'll let Kamara go outside if that's what's necessary. Uh, I'm going to sit Calais Campbell. Andrew Luck's only been sacked ten times this year. Um, I, the Colts are not going to uh, be down real bad in this game because Jaguars just aren't that good. So there's not a lot of, you know, garbage time, everyone being able to tee off and get to Andrew Luck type sacks. So I don't think Campbell gets to the quarterback this week. And uh, probably my – I can't believe I'm actually going to say to sit this guy, but Miles Jack, um, he does great against run-heavy teams. I know the Colts have had established uh, – Success establish the run over the last few run. weeks, yeah. But if it's not, they will straight abandon the run. They have no problem abandoning the run and putting it all in the arm of Andrew Luck. And to me, that's why you got to sit Miles Jack. Yeah, I'll give you two sits of the week. Drill Casey for the Titans going up against New England. Uh, Tom Brady just don't get sacked, man. Drill Casey's been kind of solid all year long. I'd sit him, and I talked about Andrew Luck and that offense throwing the ball all around the field. I'm gonna sit. The Miami linebackers, who I think are pretty decent, and Kiko and Raekwon, I'd go somewhere else outside of those two guys uh, if you got Luck a different option. Jaguars, Chief. Whatever. I don't care. You, I'm not the one who said that. You know what? I said Here's, Brady. Oh, my bad. Jarrell Casey against Brady. Maybe I'd said Luck, but I was saying Jarrell Casey. Uh, you're right. You're good. Tom, Tom Brady don't get sacked. Look at I this. What you're saying. No arguments. You guys are just they're, getting they're, along. They're solid sits. Solid sits. Stay away from them. Good night. No arguments. Good love. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Talking over Thanks Robert. Listening. Be sure to give us a review. Give us that review, baby. Uh, oh! uh, uh, uh.